that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What's up, everybody? This is your man, Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing fantastic. Yes, indeed. All right. University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, all clear after a lockdown. Suspect is in custody. Faculty members fatally shot. Let's get the details. The University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, after being on lockdown, for more than two hours for reports of shots fired on campus was cleared to resume normal activities after a suspect was taken into custody for shooting and killing a faculty member. Shortly after 1 p.m., the school sent out an alert saying, emergency, armed and dangerous person on our on or near the campus. Go inside now and avoid windows. All right, I reported on this earlier today, but I ain't had that much details. But now I got a whole, got everything that I need. Local news sources reported there was a massive presence of police and emergency vehicles near the Cordell Labs building on the South Road. There was earlier reports that a suspect was in custody, but at 2.35 p.m. on the University of North Carolina, police released an image of an Asian man in a gray shirt who was identified as a person of interest. The photo shows a person of interest in today's armed and dangerous pursuit situation. If you see this person, keep your distance, put your safety first, and call 911, the post read. All right? Okay. So they ask anyone who sees this person of interest to keep their distance, put their safety first, and call 911. Alert Carolina sent a message just before 2.30 p.m. saying the suspect is still at large. At 3.15 p.m., an alert went out saying all classes and university North Carolina events has been canceled for the rest of the day. Then at 4.14 p.m., police gave the all clear. All clear, all clear, all clear, a post on X from the University of North Carolina police read, resume normal activities. Another alert from the University of North Carolina police stated the shelter in place was lifted and advised to remain away from Cordell Labs. During a press conference on Monday evening, University of North Carolina Chancellor Kevin M. uh, I'm gonna butcher this man's last name. Uh, okay, Goose Gukowicz, Augustowicz, Kevin M. Guskowicz said the suspect has been apprehended by the police. Mr. Guskowicz also said a faculty member was killed. All right, I am grieved to report that one of the faculty members were killed in this shooting. The chancellor said in a campus-wide message, we are waiting for confirmation that the next of Ken has been contacted before we share any more information. The names of both the victim and the shooter were not released by police during the press conference. The University of North Carolina Police Chief Brian James said a 911 call came in at 1.02 p.m. 
for shots fired near the Cordell Laboratories on the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill campus. By 2.31, the suspect, according to James, was in custody. The lockdown was not lifted for nearly an hour and 45 minutes after the suspect was apprehended because police needed to verify who he was, James explained. He also said the firearm used in the shooting has not yet been located. The Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools posted to Facebook that students and staff will continue to stay indoors until school officials receive an all-clear message from the authorities as a safety precaution. For planning purposes, this means dismissal at all levels of the school will be significantly de delayed today, the district said. Once the all-clear is given, we'll begin dismissing in the usual order with elementary students first, followed by middle schools and high schools. We do not yet know what time it will be considered safe to dismiss, dismiss students and staff during this ongoing situation. A student who wished to remain anonymous told news sources uh, they were in the, where the Genome Science Building, right across from the chemistry lab, when a big notification popped up and said, armed and dangerous person on campus. I rushed outside assuming that, that it would be the best location since they would most likely target larger crowds since I was in a large lecture of maybe 250 and 300 people, the student stated. So he rushed out, he rushed outside assuming that it would be the best location since they would most likely target larger crowds. Oh, right. The student stated that once I went outside, I saw people running in the direction of the Genome Science Building. I decided to take the corner and investigate to see what was going on. That's when I saw cops engage their slides on their AR-15s, the student added. I heard one large bang, but nothing other than that. I stayed around the area and saw people running out of the chemist on um, the chemist chemical lab, the chemistry lab building or the chemistry lab, which was when I started videotaping around the area. The student also said the general feeling around campus in one word is disturbed. One of my friends worked with him in the chemistry lab. However, he graduated this past year and was not there. Overall, it was extremely unexpected. I will always see stuff in the news, but never expected to see things like this in person, firsthand taking place, the student added. Hmm. Laurent Dodell, or Laurent Dodell, 33 years old, a master's student at nearby Duke University, said he lives in Chapel Hill, right next to the University of North, right next to the, uh, right next to the, uh, the University of campus, uh, North Carolina campus, and heard an announcement saying there was an active shooter. All right. So I heard a loud siren that I've not heard before. And then 
I heard the announcement from the loudspeaker telling everyone to go inside. He said he was initially scared following this weekend shooting of three black people in Jacksonville, Florida, that authorities said it was a racially motivated um, target situation. I was honestly at first a little afraid because I didn't know what the agenda of the shooter was, Mr. Dodell say, or Dodell. And I'm a minority, a black male, knowing about the shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, it kind of really frightened me, all right? A father who just dropped his freshman daughter off at school two weeks ago also wished to remain anonymous and said she was barricaded in her room in her, clo in her closet and texting for two hours. So much texting, uh, FB threads, and news reports going on, the father stated. Someone said shooter, someone said shooter was in her dorm hall, but can't confirm. She said she heard shots, but just don't know. We feel helpless. Today is the man's daughter first day of classes. The school did not text our daughter at all, except the Carolina Ready Alerts, which is an app, he stated. North Carolina government uh, governor Roy Cooper and alumnus issued a statement on the situation just before 3 p.m. I have spoken with Orange County Sheriff Blackwood and Departments of Public Safety Secretary Buffalo and pledged all state resources needed to capture the shooter and protect the University of North Carolina campus, Cooper stated. My office is in communication with law enforcement and officials at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill who are taking precautions to protect campus safety following today's shooting. This is a tragic way to start a new semester and the state will provide any assistance necessary to support the UNC community. The campus is approximately 729 acres and it has a student body of over 31,000. In 2019, the university made national headlines when two students were killed and four others were injured after a former student opened fire inside a UNC Charlotte classroom. In 2018, hundreds of students topped the Confederate monument known as Silent Sam at the UNC Chapel Hill, and in 2006, a former student plowed an SUV into a popular student gathering spot on campus to allegedly avenge the deaths of Muslims worldwide. Nine students were injured in that incident, and the suspect was sentenced to 33 years in prison. In June, UNC announced it would no longer use race as a factor in its admissions and hiring decisions after the Supreme Court overturned affirmative action in college admissions. All right, so these are the situations that's going on over there. All right, it's very crazy. We had a crazy weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, and this happens today. All right, so, like I said, I uh, covered this earlier today, 
University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill after being on a lockdown for more than two hours for reports of shots fired on campus was cleared to resume normal activities after a suspect was taken into custody for shooting and killing a faculty member. Shortly after 1 p.m., the school sent out an alert emergency armed dangerous person on our or near the campus. Go inside now and avoid the windows. News sources reported there was a massive presence of police and emergency vehicles near the Cordell Labs building on the South Road. There were earlier reports that a suspect was in custody, but around 2.35 p.m., UNC police released an image of an Asian man in a gray shirt who was identified as a person, a person of interest. This photo shows a person of interest in today's armed and dangerous pers person situation. You see what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff. During the press conference on Monday evening, UNC Chancellor Kevin M. Gus Kiewicz, or Gus Kiewicz said the suspect has been apprehended by the police. Mr. Gus Kiewicz also said the faculty member was killed. I am grieved to report that one of our faculty members was killed in this shooting, the chancellor said in the campus wide message. We are waiting for confirmation that the next of kin has been contacted before we share more information. The names of both the victim and the shooter were not released by the police during this press conference. All right, another sad day in America. It's almost every day, ladies and gentlemen, right? It's sickening. It's almost like we at war with ourselves. Uh, I don't know the situation between this Asian guy and this faculty member. I don't know what's the relationship between the two. I'm pretty sure they're going to release more details about it on the oncoming days. But these are the details about this right here. But the conversation is about, God damn, what's really going on in America? Um, gun violence. Uh, 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 people who don't know how to like agree to disagree or, do, or uh, disagree to agree or people don't know how to coexist like I always talk about every time. So here's another one. It doesn't make sense at all, ladies and gentlemen. We need to have some type of conversation so the legislators can make a better uh, choice of putting out laws out there. You see what I'm saying? And it's not just that. We need counselors to have conversations with every individual in this planet. Does that make any sense? Everybody needs some talking to, all right? Everybody needs a conversation or some type of, you know, interaction where, hey, buddy, how you doing today? Everything is all right? How's it going on? How's it going on with your moms? How's it going on with your classwork? How's it going on at your job that you work and stuff like that? Everybody needs a conversation. Everybody needs interaction, you know? Everybody needs a pat in the shoulder. Like, you all right, bro? You know, you looking a little depressed. Everybody needs some type of interaction so you know what's going on with that person. And I'm not saying this 
for protocol purposes. No, I'm saying this because we need to love one another, all right? And we need to look out for each other. So stuff like this could be dead. We don't have to go through this no more. Because like I said, time and time again, as a human race, we will not move forward if we do not know how to coexist together. So the only information that I got is this Asian man possibly targeted this faculty member, but I'm not sure yet. I don't have the details yet. All I know is one faculty member is dead and one uh, suspect has been apprehended. That's all the information I got right now. Hopefully we get some more. Anyway, moving along. Florida Fire Rescue. Helicopter crashes into an apartment complex. Two dead. All right. Two people were killed when a Broward Sheriff's Office fire rescue helicopter crashed into a small apartment complex in Pompano Beach, Florida, on Monday morning, officials stated. Three people were on board the helicopter at the time, one of whom was killed, according to the National Transportation Safety Board, NTSB. He was entered. He was identified as Broward Sheriff's Office Captain Terry Sun Jackson. He got two last names, I see. 50 years old, a 19-year veteran of the agency. All right? So, a second person, an adult woman died on the ground. The Broward Sheriff's Office said, Goddamn, goddamn helicopter smashed right into the... Um, they're going to have to investigate this, the NTSB. The two fire rescue employees on board the helicopter who survived a pilot a pilot and a paramedic were able to crawl out of the helicopter after the crash. Broward Sheriff Gregory Tony said, according to Miami ABC affiliate news sources, I really don't be reading those stuff out, but the pilot, paramedic, and two civilians were hurt and taken to the hospital. The sheriff's office said all of their injuries are non-life-threatening and they're listed in fair conditions. All right. The fire rescue helicopter was headed to a scene in North Lauderdale at the time of the crash, officials stated. Pompano Beach is about 40 miles north of Miami. All right. So, yeah, one part, two people were killed when the Broward Sheriff's Office fire rescue helicopter crashed into a small apartment complex in Pompano Beach, Florida. So three people were on board the helicopter at the time, one of whom was killed. According to the National Transportation Safety Board, he was identified as Broward Sheriff's Office, Office Broward Sheriff's Office, Captain Terrison Jackson. He's 50 years old. 19-year uh, veteran of the agency. I don't know why I be just, like, fumbling when I'm over here reading this stuff. That, that, that shit get on my nerves, all right? My condolences to the captain. He looks like he was doing great. He had an awesome career. It looks like it. I'm looking at his picture. Looks like he's a man that will accomplish whatever goals he got set in front of him. So that's bad. Uh, next next news, let's see what else we got. Uh, all right, a man was attempting 
All right, hold up. Let me read the headlines first. Man lunges at climate activist blocking the road on his way to work. You mother... All right, so a man was attempting to go to work on Saturday morning in Washington, D.C. when climate protesters showed up to block the road. He responded by flipping the bird and calling them, you motherfuckers. I wanted to work. I wanted to go to work, the man said. He proceeded to yank the banners out of their hands. You don't give a F, a woman yelled at the protesters. At one point, the woman screamed into one of their faces, get the F out of here. We have to go to effing work, she stated. We got kids to feed, bitch. I'm just reading. I'm just reading the stuff. Don't get mad at me, goddamn it! Don't get mad. Moving along, the protest was staged by Declare Emergency, an anti-fossil fuel group, claiming that the industry causes horrors of a magnitude never before experienced in our existence. All right, the group defended its disruptive methods, stating, "Our government continues to lead us to the edge of no return." We must stand up and defend ourselves. No one else is going to do it. It must be us. If we want to live, our methods must be disruptive. The D.C. protest caused a ruckus among drivers who said they were attempting to go to work. The footage was captured by Will Allen Duprar. Uh, he's, he worked for some type of news source. There's a better way to protest, another man stated. The group openly discusses the importance of getting arrested in their protests on its website. Mass arrest is an important strategy of historical nonviolence movements that demanded system change from their governments, Declare Emergency said. That's the um, group. Uh, every time the state imprisons us for nonviolently demanding a livable future, we win a moral battle. The more the state oppresses those asking for the right for the right to live in a sustainable world, the less tenable its moral stance becomes in the eyes of the greater public, which he has made his point. The protests in the U.S. follow protests in Europe, all right, because they have the same climate. Um, um, it's like the climate is bad, so they're fighting for the... Um, for they're making a protest for the climate control. You get what I'm saying? So they have one in Europe. So now they, uh, another one is in the U.S. All right, so the protests in the U.S. follow the protests in Europe, which featured activists gluing their hands to the road to prevent them from being dragged away by drivers. The activists came from the Let's CT generation. I don't know if I said it right, or last generation, all right? I'm not German. I don't speak German. Um, tensions flared in Germany following frequent protests at airports, theaters, and Autobahn. At one point, a woman grabbed a climate protester by the hair and dragged her to the side of the road. On another occasion, a trucker threatened to punch one of the protesters and end up, ended up dragging one of them forward with his vehicle. Declare emergency was contacted for comment and did not immediately respond. All right, there's been a lot of fights and brawls today. There was one in New York 
Let me go back and tell you about the one in New York. Let me tell you about that one, all right? Because things, it's been things popping off all day. And I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, today, earlier, I went to Dollar Tree. It was fight at Dollar Tree. It was, it was a back and forth. You know? It, it, today was just Clash Mondays. All right? I already covered this, but I got to tell it to you again. Violence erupts among protesting groups outside New York City mayor's home as migrant crisis hits fever pitch. It's about the migrants. Clashes between protesters and counter-protesters sprang up outside New York City Mayor Eric Adams' uh, official residence in Manhattan on Sunday as hundreds of people from Staten Island protested the opening of new migrant shelters in the borough. Guardian Angels founder Curtis Slewa called on Adams to house asylum seekers at Gracie Mansion, the official residence of the New York City mayor. Instead of shelters spread throughout the five boroughs, Adams had previously pledged to house migrants in Gracie Mansion before backing away from the idea. Footage captured outside Gracie Mansion shows counter-protesters clashing with the group. People can be heard in the video calling the counter-protesters Antifa. I don't know what that fuck that means. Antifa had been sending out emails and texts all weekend. Slewa told news sources saying that they would be there to smash the um, xenophobes, including me and Eric uh, Adams. Their whole goal was to smash the xenophobes, Slewa said of the counter-protesters. Slewa is also seen in the video telling protesters to stand behind a police barricade that was set up for safety and security and also trying to break up all of the arguments among the two groups. New York Police Department officers are seen intervening and taking several people into custody. Slewa was among five people arrested during that protest. Slewa, an 81-year-old woman, and an 80-year-old man were all charged with obstructing governmental administration and disorderly conduct, news sources reported, uh, citing police. A 32-year-old man and a 31-year-old woman was charged with assault, reports stated. The man was additionally charged with resisting arrest. A spokesperson for Adams released a statement to Fox News. Uh, new Yorkers are weary of being the brunt of this national crisis, and we emphasize with their concerns with more than 100,000 asylum seekers that have come through our intake system since spring 2022, and hundreds more continuing to arrive in our city asking for shelter daily. New York City has been left largely alone to deal with a national crisis that demands difficult decision-making. We have opened 206 sites including 15 large-scale humanitarian relief centers and are constantly searching for new places to provide asylum seekers with the shelter they are asking for. But let's be clear, this situation demands a broader state and national solution. The latest protest was against a migrant shelter at St. John Villa Academy, a former school in the... Uh, Arachar neighborhood of Staten Island that is now owned by the city.
on Friday, a judge granted a temporary restraining order blocking the city from housing migrants in the building, news sources reported. The order, however, was reversed hours later when the city won its appeal. Another protest was scheduled for 6 p.m. Monday outside the former school. An estimated 100,000 asylum seekers have come to the state in the last year, with most arriving in New York City and filling up the homeless shelters. This is not good. Both Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul have implored President Biden to help with the surge of migrants. All right. I had already covered this, but I had to say it again. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is an awful situation, especially for American citizens. I need you to understand that, ladies and gentlemen. I need you to understand. All right. This can get real ugly if it doesn't if it doesn't get handled properly. All right. So I'ma cut this apple pot short and sweet. Yes, I am. All right. I'm sorry I gotta do it. I might come back with another segment in the next couple of hours. I'm a real busy dude, bro. I gotta keep on going. But I will always, I will always get on this podcast and talk to you people and tell you what the hell is going on in America. Yes, I am. And plus, I will tell you what's going on in the world. I just don't do one country. I do all countries, all right? But we in an intergalactic situation in our country, in the United States, all right? You know, I have reports of United States trying to help Nigeria, that's a country in Africa, and trying to support them and give them money when Nigeria rejected the um, offer because Nigeria understand that United States have millions and millions and millions of homeless people there. Take that money and help your own, which caught my attention and made me feel happy that somebody stood up to the giant called America. Yes, sir. And I'm one of the voices that's going to say something so that people could understand what the government is really doing behind closed doors. This is my goddamn, this is my existence, and this is why I'm here, to tell you what the hell is going on. So you can make a choice. So you could know what to do. And so you know what to say. Just in case somebody try to silence my black ass, all right? Somebody could step in my place and tell the government a thing or two. But anyway... Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is called Box Benji. That is B O X B E N J I. That's the same name that you could use to follow me on Instagram, yes, sir. And then you could go on TikTok, same name. You could type it on the search engine Box Benji, B O X B E N J I. Obviously, you can see that I've been doing this for a while. And I'm just a man that's trying to change the world one segment at a time. Well, goddammit, I will see you later on another segment. This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace.